He was dead. They wanted him dead. They made sure he was dead. And they got their way. He challenged their power, and they saw to it that he died, and they knew he was dead. Fulton Sheen wrote, in the history of the world, only one tomb has ever had a rock rolled before it, and a soldier guard set to watch it to prevent the dead man from rising. That was the tomb of Christ on the evening of the Friday called Good. Why did they expect Christ to rise from the dead? Because he said so. He said he would. At least on three occasions. He said, he called himself the sign of Jonah, who was in the belly of the whale for three days. He said, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it. He said, I have the power to lay down my life and to take it up again. More amazing still is the reaction of the Pharisees when the soldiers came and reported to them, he's not here, he's risen. They didn't doubt. They simply paid the soldiers off. The irony is it was his followers who doubted. They didn't believe. Mary Magdalene thought that they had taken the body. The apostles didn't believe Mary Magdalene. They were the incredulous. They were the skeptics. Why was it so crucial for Christ's enemies not to rise from the dead? Because the crucifixion showed him to be an imposter. God should not be able to die. But if he raises from the dead, it shows him to be who he claimed to be, the Son of God. So they needed him dead. And they needed him to stay dead. You see, it all stands or falls with the resurrection. Many today don't want a risen Christ. They want Jesus to stay in the tomb. They want him to stay out of society. We see the uh, group of atheists who say there's no God to begin with, and obviously then also not Christ. We hear of documentaries that say, well, we found his tomb. Or even documentaries that say, well, Jesus actually never existed. But then when you look just a little more closely, they don't stand up to scholarly scrutiny whatsoever. It's kind of like the National Enquirer version, if you will, of a documentary. And then there are governments or numerous groups in society that want God practically dead and his worshippers relegated to the fringes of society. They think of, religious, think of the religious liberty battles we've had now in Indiana and now Georgia. God and Christianity not only have nothing to say, but what they say is considered bigoted and detrimental. People don't want a risen Christ. He can stay in the tomb. Because a dead God can make no demands upon your life. But a dead God 
leads to despair. And that is not Christianity. You see, it all stands and it all falls with the resurrection. And let's make no mistake about the church's claim. It states that Christ is truly risen from the dead, body and soul. Some people like to reduce the resurrection to a vague memory of his believers that come together and remember a noble and wise man. This is not what the church says. The church proclaims that he is truly, bodily, and soul risen from the dead. Scripture is very clear on this point. In the Gospel of Luke, it says, Christ said to them, the risen Christ, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your heart? Look at my hands and feet. See that it is myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Or St. Paul wrote to the Corinthians in his first letter, If Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation has been in vain, and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified of God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. You see, it all stands or falls with the resurrection. But how do we know it's real? Somebody can write a nice story and say, he's risen, but how do we know? Can we know? Can we really know? Can we be certain? Do the skeptics have something to what they're saying? It remains a mystery of faith, but our faith is also not contradictory to reason there are many signs that help our reason see that this isn't merely a fairy tale, a made-up story, a once upon a time. For example, we have serious historical evidence in the Bible and outside of the Bible among the pagans. The fact that Jesus Christ lived, was crucified under Pontius Pilate, died and was buried. This historical, documented, multiple sources of evidence for that. No body was ever produced by the opponents of the resurrection. Show us the body and we will no longer believe. The risen of Christ appeared to his disciples on several occasions and once to more than 500 people. There is no such thing as a mass hallucination. There's documented evidence, including, again, extra-biblical sources of the earliest Christians' claim that Christ had risen from the dead. Within years of his death, there's clear historical evidence within and outside of the church that his believers claimed that he had risen from the dead. There wasn't enough time for a myth to develop because there were still eyewitnesses there. What about a scam? What about a lie? Would you be willing to put your life on the line for a lie, for a Christ who had not risen? And then there is no other plausible explanation of the existence of the Shroud of Turin, other than it being an image of the risen Christ impressed upon his burial cloth.
I'm not trying to convince you to believe by the proofs. I'm merely hinting at there are signs that can help our reason to grasp what we believe better if we look more closely. The reality of the resurrection will stand up to scrutiny if you look. A great book is called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. It all stands or falls with the resurrection. So what does this resurrection mean for us today? If Christ is risen from the dead, he is God. And if Christ is God, there is no other God beside him. As stated in Exodus, I am the Lord your God, and you shall have no other gods beside me. And if that is the case, then Christianity is the only true religion. This doesn't mean that we don't respect people of other religions. It doesn't mean that they have no truths. But it does mean, logically, if Christ is risen from the dead and he is God, that this is the true religion. And if it is the true religion and he is the God and it is the church that he established, the risen Christ means I obey him because what he says is true because he is God. And if he established a church and gave it his authority, I cannot easily dismiss what the church says because it is an argument of authority. His authority, his fidelity, his truth. This doesn't mean that only Christians go to heaven. Church has never taught that. But it does mean that anyone who does make it to heaven is thanks to the risen Christ. Christ's resurrection also means our own resurrection if we accept the gift. This is why resurrection matters. With the resurrection, suffering and death no longer have the last word. Suffering has meaning and there is life after death. With the resurrection, despair no longer has the last word. Nihilism, that means the belief that there is nothing, is annihilated. With the resurrection, evil no longer has the last word. If there is no resurrection, what happens to all the injustices in this life? doesn't seem fair a lot of times that the bad guy gets off scot-free and the good guy doesn't but there is a resurrection and there is justice justice has already won and continues to win but only if there is a resurrection but if there is a resurrection I can have hope in my own resurrection but also if only I'm willing to accept his mercy and his grace in this life if there is a resurrection, I have a mission. I'm not here just for me. I'm not here just for money. I'm not here just for career. I'm here to know and to share the joy of the risen Christ. I spoke to a young man who had lived a very dissolute life and then he encountered Christ. 
and it changed him. It was very normal, but there was a deep joy and serenity in his relationship with the God, a living God whom he had discovered, the risen Christ, who called his name just as he called Mary's name. I'm talking to a lot of people, but when Christ speaks, he speaks to the individual. He calls you by name, like he did Mary. Have you met him? Have you encountered the risen Christ? He is truly risen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Happy Easter.